This is a podcast asking the very best in the world how to stay resilient. I'm Michael Bungay-Stanier, and we will get through this. The first time I became really aware of my friend, my guest, who's coming up right now, was at um, an ATD conference, uh, American Training Development Conference, it used to be called ASTD. And uh, I was walking the floor of the, the vendor show, and I think I probably had a booth for Box of Crayons back then. And there was this dude <laughs> in an orange shirt who was noisy and loud and joyful and slightly irritating for me because I'm like, oh, he's got all these people around him. I've got nobody. How's he doing this? Who is this person? And what's this thing anyway he's talking about? And it turns out this was Chester Elton. And one of the, the deep things I'm grateful for, for being connected through the Marshall Goldsmith group, which is one small group that I'm part of, is actually meeting Chester now as a person rather than just a kind of rival across the floor at the ATD conference, because it turns out that Chester is a smart man, a big hearted man, a joyful man. And I feel really lucky to know him. And I feel lucky to introduce you to him if you have not yet met Chester. So let me give you the formal introduction. Chester has spent two decades helping organizations engage their employees in organizational strategy, vision, and values. He's been called the apostle of appreciation, which I think is spot on, but, and told that by the Globe and Mail, so Canada's biggest newspaper. And his work has been called fascinating and refreshing by Fortune magazine. He's the author of several leadership books, and I've read them all. Um, his new one is called Leading with Gratitude, and it's the springboard for our conversation today. But he's also written All In and The Carrot Principle, which have been New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestsellers. They've been, his books have been tra translated into 30 languages and have sold more than one and a half million copies worldwide. A million and a half copies. That's a, that's a lot of copies. Anyway, I am grateful and excited to have Chester with us today. So Chester, welcome. Thanks so much. That was a brilliant introduction. And you know, it's so funny. I completely forgot about all those a ASTD days. Right. ATD now, yeah. And we would fire carrots at people all over the place. Totally. And I'm sure you caught one. Yeah. Yeah, it was, exactly. It, it was great fun. It really was. Exactly. And that's another, I mean, it's, we're recording this in March. The ATD conferences in May, they're one of the few people who haven't yet announced whether they're on or off yet. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I, I feel empathy for them in that seat trying to figure out just what to do there. It's such a, a hard time for people in the events business. Yes, it is. No question. Jester, you one of the one of the things that I've noticed in getting to know you is just how appreciative and filled with gratitude you are, just on a day by day, minute by minute basis. And of course, your new book is all about that. But I just wonder, in these tough times, is is gratitude just a bit of a kind of indulgence, a bit of a luxury? Well, you know, it's funny. A lot of people do think that, and it's unfortunate, you know, that now in hard times, let's do hard things, right? We're going to check the boxes. We got to be out there and, and hammering away. And, and that gratitude is a luxury. You know, it's one of those soft skills that's a nice to have, not necessarily a must have. Right. And we couldn't be more wrong on that. In fact, in times of crisis, when you are really going through tough times, you need to amp up gratitude because that's the thing that engages 
your heart and soul and gets you through those tough times. And we have numerous examples in our book. And I'll tell you, Michael, it was, it was such a privilege to write this book with my co-author, Adrian Gostick, who really yeah. is the writer, by the way, and is a brilliant writer. I, I always laugh. I say, I'm, <laughs> I'm Robin to his Batman. You right. Know? I go to my high school reunions and they go, you're a New York Times bestselling author? You go, yeah, I was in your English lit class. <laughs> Who's writing the book? I go, oh, that's Adrian. They go, oh, okay, that, now it all makes that sense. That all makes sense. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that when you look at really great leaders that have uh, led their organizations through crisis, the first thing they amp up on is their people, how engage their people, right. and how to express gratitude for those people. And it, and it was remarkable that not only did they do that in their organizations, every one of them did it in their personal lives as well. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just what they did, it was who they are. And I found that really reassuring. Well, what's interesting is when you started the, the answer, you went, look, gratitude is a critical because it nourishes you. It's not just about nourishing others, it's about nourishing you. So say more about how, why gratitude is somehow part of self-care and self-nourishment. Yes, it's, it's not self-indulgence, by the way. It's self-care, and right. it really is. It comes back to the old adage, you know, we do a, a lot of workshops. We speak at a lot of conferences, at mm -hmm. least we used to. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll see if that comes back. And when we get in deep into gratitude, I, mean, I always say, look, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. Right. Like, something that your mother taught you when you were five years old, that it's always better to give than to receive because when you give, you always receive. Mm. And let me give you a perfect example. Coaching this uh, gentleman from the UK and, you know, it very, very much the quintessential Brit, you know, <laughs> uh, stiff upper lip. And I said, look, mm -hmm. sarcastic, private, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Off, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, I said, look, you need to engage your people. Your scores are, are, are not good. It's, it's a skill that you can develop. And, and I want you to do a very simple thing thing. I want you to write a handwritten note to your three direct reports. Right. He says, well, you know, that's old school. And it's going to take, I said, look, we, we, we touch base once a month. As bad as you think the postal service is, I guarantee you in four weeks that that note will get to the person. Right. So we come back and I, and he accepted the challenge. I said, did you do it? He said, yes. I said, tell me about the experience. And he said, you know, what was remarkable is I was surprised at how enjoyable it was for me mm. to write that note. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the key. You know, I've got a friend, Dave Kirpin. He says, when I'm having a tough day, again, he's having a tough day. Right. He says, I set the timer on my phone for two minutes and I go to the notes section and I just start pecking in the names of all the people that I love. That's nice. And he says that simple expression of self gratitude. He says at the end of two minutes, I'm okay. And I can go back to work. Isn't that remarkable? So Kester, if, if, We've been told all our lives by our mums and our parents and other people, you know, give is better than to receive and to be grateful. Why does this remain an elusive practice for many of us? You know, it's something we took a deep dive in in the book that particularly in the workplace, it's the least likely place for you to express gratitude is right. in the workplace. Right. And yet we spend more of our time and our lives at work than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So if there's one place where we need it more than anywhere else, it's at work. Right. And yet we've developed all these social norms that says it's not appropriate, that yeah. it's not um, you know, politically correct. Or, and, and people have become afraid. 
that they'll say something that'll be misinterpreted and all of a sudden they're in the HR you know, office right. uh, being reprimanded. And, it, and it's really too bad because these, these simple niceties, simple compliments, simple things that were a part of our society not too long ago mm-hmm. have sort of been weeded out. Now, having said that, there are those cultures and we really have become, you know, in, infatuated with what makes a great culture. You know, we did a deep dive, massive database and so on. We published our results in one of the books you mentioned all in that part of, we cheer for each other, you know, that we look out for each other. Our, our good friend, uh, Gary Ridge, who is mm. also an Aussie and totally. one of the happiest guy. He's the uh, you know, CEO and president of WD 40, which is an extraordinary company culture. Right. And he talks about a tribal culture and you right. get into that with them and you say, so why a tribe? He goes, well, when you're in a tribe, you look out for each other, you defend each other, mm. you cheer for each other, you encourage each other. Right. And he's done remarkable things there where he's, and, and, and here's where I think it comes down and why this is so important that we have these discussions. The actions of the leader. So, so Gary is a very grateful person and very, he is. is he soft? Absolutely not. He holds people accountable. He drives that business. And at the same time expresses, you know, very important and, 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 and often his expressions of gratitude. Uh, once he's done that, he's given everybody else permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the culture starts with the leader. There's no question. You want to change a culture, change the leader, right? Right. So more and more as we coach leaders and we engage with organizations, we say, look, people are looking to you as to what is appropriate. And if you don't express gratitude, your people will not express gratitude. If right. you make it safe, they will do the same. And that's when you know you've really broken through, when it's not just top down, it's side to side, where the whole tribe is engaged, as Gary would say. So where do I start? Because it feels like, or it could feel like this whole thing about, okay, I've got to shift to greater gratitude. Get, you know, Chester's kind of convinced me that that's going to be helpful, not just for me, a nourishing act for me, but it will potentially be a nourishing act for that person who I'm seeing and I'm recognizing. But if I'm, I'm going, okay, do I, do I need to build a, make a big thing out of it? Do I have to kind of put on my gratitude suit to, to wear it? Do I need to sum, do I need to summon them in for a gratitude meeting you know, once a month? Where do, where do I begin with this, Chester? Well, you know, I, I, I laugh because when you said gratitude suit, I thought of that uh, tuxedo that you wore at was <laughs> 50. Right. If there is ever a gratitude suit, it's that. Uh, for the listeners, uh, Michael has this amazing, paisley, beautiful tuxedo that only he can sport, by the way. I would look it, it, is, it is 100% polyester, but it looks all class, <laughs> which is pretty much my modus operandi, which is try and look classy, really not classy, but anyway. <laughs> well, uh, you bring up a brilliant point about uh, I'll, I'll appear disingenuous, I'll appear bogus if all of a sudden I flip the gratitude switch, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is where I think you know, um, you know, Marshall's work in stakeholder uh, coaching is really important. I think you do tell people. I think you you know you do bring in people and you say, look, you know, I, I understand that we don't have as much uh, recognition, appreciation, gratitude as we should, and I'm committed to change. 
and I want you all to know that, and I want you to hold me accountable. You know, nice. if I start getting negative and I start getting personal, call me on it. You know, we call it 200% accountability, right? Right. I'm going to hold myself accountable, and I want you to hold me accountable, and I'm going to hold you accountable, and in a very positive way. Right. And then just start doing things. You know, I, I always laugh that, uh, that gratitude is, is like a muscle. And if you haven't been expressing gratitude, if you don't have an attitude where you appreciate people, it atrophies, and you've got to start building that muscle up again. And so we say, do it now, do it often, be specific, be sincere. And overarching all that, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? You're not going to be good at it right away. You know, when was the last time you said, I'm going to try something new and you became great? I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to take piano lessons. You know what? Took one lesson. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i've got a recording if you figure that out kester that is your solution for you know the speaking business drying up for the short term you're like it's like a one lesson go from doofus <laughs> to genius on the piano you're like you, you you would cash it in sadly i suspect that will be elusive right so so here's the trick you know here's the thing just start doing it and and right. I, I liken it to a story of, of my wife heidi who I'm, I've heard you talk about your wife, and I know that you know we've both we have this in common. We've married above our station. For know, sure. Without question, she decided she needed to exercise more, and so she decided to run. Uh, and I hate running. I'd just as soon chase a tennis ball. That's my <laughs> exercise. Right? So she starts to run, and initially she was a woman that ran, and she would get up in the morning and she'd run. And I know she didn't really care for it much. And then she found a running partner, and then they started to run well. The more she did it, the better she got. She got right. better shoes. She got better gear. She entered into a Ragnar for people that know that it's a, you know, it's a hundred mile relay race with 12 what? people. On their team. I know it's insane. She's done like four of them. <laughs> well, here's the thing. She went from somebody who ran to becoming a runner. Right. And that's, that's the story, right? When you start using gratitude as a, as a leadership uh, a tool, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, it is something that you do. The more you do it, it becomes who you are and it becomes mm -hmm. second nature. Now, one of the big pushbacks we get is I'm going to be bogus. Well, right. what keeps you from being bogus is do it more often. Make it a part of what you do. You know, right. Start and end every meeting with a little gratitude. Write little notes, text mm -hmm. people, call people. And the best leaders that we looked at, because the, the other thing is, is, look, I just don't have time. Yeah. I just don't have time. Said, well, you know, it really does suck a lot of time out of your day. You know, thank you. That's that's, that's <laughs> yeah, two that's seconds right exactly. there. Exactly. I'm never getting those two seconds back again. And I could have I could have <laughs> learned how to play the piano in that time, Chester. <laughs> that's right. I, I could be a black belt in karate yeah. if I just hadn't wasted all that gratitude time. And here's here's what we discovered is that you know, in a 50-hour week, which is pretty average for most leaders, it's about an hour. Mm -hmm. It's about an hour of your time. It's about two percent of your time. And, you know, we can find 2%. We just can't. You need to be, uh, the two words I, I really love leaders to embrace is you have to be intentional about it yeah. and you need to be disciplined about right. it. Right, right. So thank you is a foundational phrase in the world of gratitude, I would guess. And where I go, Chester, I go, okay, there are three ways I could three broad ways I could thank somebody. I could just say thank you. Mm -hmm. I could say thank you for doing this. Or I could say thank you for being that. And I'm wondering if you have a reflection on impact or where to start or the difference between those three, if there is a difference in your mind. 
Uh, there absolutely is. And you went from surface to deep to deeper, right? In in those three phrases. Right. One thing that I love to have leaders write down, and I literally make them write it down, is that general praise has no impact on people. Mm-hmm. The thank you is nice. And I'm not saying you should stop saying thank you. It's just that it's very general, you know, and, and I have leaders that say, okay, I'm going to flip the gratitude switch and they come into work and it's, Hey, great job. Great job. Great job. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. You know, you're number one. You're the tower of Pisa. You know, you've made it here. You can make it. It's very annoying. Very quickly. You know, it's just kind of, <laughs> I tell you what, particularly if somebody said, Michael, you're the tower of Pisa. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. The next part is thank you for doing this. And that's yeah. the specificity part because rewarded behavior does get repeated. And so when you reward the right behavior, how do I know what the behavior is if you didn't tell me? Right. Yeah. And then the third part is where you get really deep. Say, boy, I really appreciate what you did there with that customer. For example, the way you mm-hmm. went through it. You know what? It doesn't surprise me because of who you are. Now right. you've gone deep. Now oh, you've that's... appreciated the action and the person. Right? I, 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 I want people to hear that phrase because, you know, I, I love a good stock phrase because it makes it easier for people to do this. And that phrase you just said, you did this and this doesn't surprise me because is right. just such a nice bridging phrase that will just take you automatically into appreciating the person for some essential quality that they have. Exactly. Uh, you know, and it, it's because it's who you are. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've come to expect that level of excellence from you. I just want you to know I don't take it for granted. I mean, what, what a wonderful yeah. way to just energize someone. Now, we're role-playing right now. And in mm-hmm. me just saying that, I got chills. Yeah, I me thought, too. You, you know what? That, that, that's wait, wait we were role-playing? I thought you were, <laughs> you were actually talking to me. Oh, man, you just broken my heart. <laughs> It was all pretend. It was all pretend. Um, here's the here's the other thing that to me that is fascinating, you know. And, and uh, Adrian and I both have started to do a lot more executive coaching, which I, I enjoy immensely. Is we always encourage people say, look, we've we've written, you know, leading with gratitude is our twelfth book, right? right. And by the yeah. way, um, just last week made the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, so we were very. I saw that. That was yeah. fantastic. And, and here's, here's the, the end of the book. And when we talk to our publisher, and we, we, we love Harper Business. They've been remarkable partners. We put at the back, look, don't leave your best self at work. You know, we've got all this research and data. We've got a million engagement surveys. We've got 75,000 of our motivators assessment. You want data? We got data. Mm-hmm. We can prove it to you statistically and numerically. We've also got the case studies and the stories. You know, Gary Ridge, Ellen Mullally, a lot of the leaders that you and I both know. Yeah. At the end, we said, we want to make sure that people don't leave their best selves at work, that they take it home. Every one of the leaders that we talked to managed their personal lives the same way they managed their businesses with a deep amount of gratitude. So we had a, have a section at the end, we call it the, the Baker's Dozen, 13 tips on how to bring it home. And that, that I think, is really key. We talked about self-help at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to take time to replenish your soul. Yep. And, and these best practices, if you're not using them personally, and if you're not using them with your family, you're, you're missing the richest part of your life. Right. And, and if we've got a few minutes, I'd love to share with you just a couple of things. Yeah, please. Um, back to my, uh, my, my friend in, in, in New York, you know, uh, Dave Kirpin. 
really, really interesting guy. And and classic New Yorker, right? Small family, hard charging, you know, Mets fan, which I appreciate because I'm a Mets <laughs> fan and we never win anything. Anyway, he says, our dinner table, we would try to eat dinner with our kids as often as possible. And the conversation was never very engaging. He says, you know, the kids get there and we'd say, how was school? Fine. What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> you know? And we've all had those conversations, yeah. right? So, so I decided we'd change that dynamic and we would start dinner with three questions. You had to answer three questions. Number one, what would, tell me about the best part of your day. Nice. Tell me about the best part of your day. Isn't that a great question? Yeah. Secondly, tell me somebody you're grateful for that's not at the table. And then tell me somebody you're grateful for at the table who hasn't been thanked yet. Nice. Isn't that beautiful? And he said, you know, at first they were like, oh, dad, this is so stupid. You're always doing these things, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, I knew it caught on when they would bring a friend to dinner and they'd say, okay, now listen, you got to answer three questions, okay? Don't embarrass <laughs> me. Have good answers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and, and I thought that was just brilliant. You know, how you gather, how you have these moments where mm-hmm. we bring bread and we eat together. Make those moments relevant and fill them with gratitude. And you know what's really interesting? This is, and I guarantee if you do this, this will happen. Not only will the conversation be more engaging, the food tastes better. Nice. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> the so I, the food around my table always tastes pretty good because Marcelo, who does most of the cooking, is a great cook. But for those of you who are listening, who are like, you know, my cooking or my partner's cooking ain't that good. Just introduce this just to get a better quality of meal. I mean, at a minimum, you're going to win there. Okay, yes. Chester, I've got a question for you, which is gratitude feels easier or more likely when, you know, they've done something well, something's working, that kind of you're in the sunshine, but there's a darkness at the moment. And part of what this podcast is about is a recognizing that we need strategies to get through hard times. And I'm just wondering, how do you stay connected to gratitude and, and reflect gratitude when you're under stress, things are under stress, things aren't actually working, um, things aren't going you know, there isn't as much, there isn't that much sunshine. How do you bring this discipline to the darker times? You know, it's an excellent question. And again, here's where you need to be intentional about it. And Mm. this is a a practice that I developed a few years ago. And my wife and I actually engage on it often. And it's, it's, it's a gratitude journal. It's very intentional and it's very disciplined. And there's been some wonderful research around the impact that gratitude journals have. So here's what we do. At the end of every day, we ask each other, what are your three? What are three things that you're grateful for today? And I will tell you, it's never anything big, right? It's, it was, it, my wife loves a sunny day. She said, yeah. you know, the sunshine today made such a difference. Now, you know, we're sheltering in place. Uh, we live across the river from New York City, which is the new, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. epicenter. Yep. Not just for the U.S., for the world, right? Congratulations, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Every, it's good to be number one. Uh, so we, you know, we're, we don't leave the house unless we absolutely have to, to get some food or, or whatever. And we can go for walks and so on. A sunny day when you're self-sheltering is a gift, right? Yeah. It's a good meal. It's we connected with the grandkids. It's we called a friend. We said a yeah. prayer for a friend. And she's added something very spiritual, which I love. And she says, where did you see the hand of God? 
okay. in your life today. Nice. And, you know, we're a very faith-based spiritual family. To, to remember that even in the darkest times, you can right. find the light if you're intentional and disciplined about it. I supplement that every morning. I'm, I'm still old school. I, I keep a written you know, diary for the things I need to do today. Mm-hmm. And I start the day with three things that I'm grateful for. You know, a full day of work, making a difference in our webinars. Yeah. You know, and uh, having the um, chance having to the, talk to Michael. That's what exactly. you were going to say. I know. <laughs> he, you know, you, you laugh. I will tell you that it was the the webinars and the podcasts that we've been yeah. doing that lift my spirits. Right. Having you on my calendar today, knowing you, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little <laughs> yeah. better, right? Yeah, yeah. It is. Hang around positive people. They right. will lift your spirits. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I do. Because we don't have to get up as early as we used to. Yeah. I don't have planes to catch. Right. I'll sit there and sometimes I think, I don't know why I'm getting out of bed today. And what I'll do <laughs> right. is I'll, I'll grab my phone and I'll text every one of my kids. Yeah. And say, thinking about you, love you. Just let, just know your dad's cheering for you. They yeah. always respond. And then it's a lot easier to get out of bed. So be disciplined. Be intentional. Gratitude journals. Just be aware of that. You know, as bad as we think it is, trust me, 99% of the world would trade places with you and me in a right. nanosecond. There are you know, people I'm, with real problems and it's not us. Yeah. You know, I'm reflecting on um, the hand of God question because I'm, I'm not faith-based. I'm an atheist or an agnostic or something. And it's still a really useful question because one of the things that I'm aware of, even though I don't believe in a higher power, is the basically the miracle of existence. <laughs> exactly. And and you know, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God, statistically it's extremely unlikely <laughs> that <laughs> life like this it would exist on a planet like this and you know, we'd be having a Zoom call like this. I mean it's just it's just minusculely likely it's just impossible yeah so, it would all happen by chance is very right. unlikely yeah so you know even from uh, you know there'll be these moments where i will if i'm lucky have those moments in my day where i'm like look at this this is this <laughs> is incredible and and that question hand of god take it literally take it metaphorically take it spiritually take it any way you want but it can be a really powerful way into accessing that gratitude you're talking about no question and you know nature is such a great reminder of just the miracle of this planet yeah you know there's a wonderful scripture that says you know uh look at the lilies of the valleys right yeah king solomon in his finest robes was never as beautiful as this simple flower and right we have some gardens uh, around our home that we love to meddle in. My wife is the gardener. I'm the one that cleans up after, you know, and right. the that follows in and picks up all the clippings. And it is, you know, when the little pansies come out and the, and the daffodils come out. And the right. You just posted out. a photo about that the other day with the pansies popping through. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you look at those leaves and you look at the trees and, and it, it, it is remarkable how beautiful they are. Yeah. It really is. And so those are the moments that you've got to step back and, and say, look, I, I get that my business isn't where I want to be. I get that the, I can't go here. I can't go there. Step back. You know what? The lilies of the valley, the pansies, the tulips, they don't care. They just bloom. And they bloom for you to see a little bit of beauty and be a little encouraged. You need to take those moments and step back and say, 
there still is a lot to be grateful for. Every morning when I turn on the tap and I get pure water, it's never lost on me. Right. The miracle that is. Totally. And how, and, and how lucky I am that, that I've got more water. Well, you live in Canada. Right. A third of the world's fresh water is in Canada. Canada exactly. will never run out of water, right? Right. What a, what a gift that is. So what we're getting to here, Michael, really is step back. And when you are in those dark times, have certain things that you do. You know, Marshall Goldsmith would call them triggers. What mm -hmm. are your triggers? Is it writing down things you're grateful for? Is it calling a friend? We all have somebody that we can call and say, look, I'm having a tough day. I, I actually did this. And one quick story. I was having a real, this was years ago. I was having a horrible day and my self-esteem was just rock bottom. And I emailed five of my friends, my closest friends. And I said, I'm having a terrible day. Would you please send me a note? and tell me I'm great. <laughs> and they did. And the one that I'll never forget, Mike Goodson says, great. Great doesn't even begin to describe you. In the pantheon of great, they'd have to add another floor. You are, you, you are the Spartacus of greatness. And I, I printed it out and I put it on my board. And I thought, That's awesome. Yeah. And so have those triggers, those people, those methods that you go to. And I promise you, in a matter of a few minutes, it will lift your spirits and it'll pull you out of the depths. I'm still smiling at the thought of, of some builder coming into the Pantheon going, we need to add a second level. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is going fine. It worked, it's worked well for like three centuries, but actually Chester showed up. So we need a, we need a second level on the Pantheon. <laughs> hey, hey, Chester, for people who want to know more about who you are and, and what you're up to, where can they find you in the world? Well, you know, our book, Leading with Gratitude, is available on Amazon and all, all those and everywhere. places you yep. get your books, right? We've got a wonderful book website, though, that I encourage you to go to. It's called leadingwithgratitudebook.com. Nice. And we've put a bunch of fun video interviews and downloads and podcasts we've done. We'll be putting this podcast in there. So, you know, go in and just bask in, in gratitude. We've got a, a wonderful training company called The Culture Works. When mm -hmm. your culture works, everything works. And it's simply thecultureworks.com. And we've got a lot of things there for you as well. I would love for you to follow me on LinkedIn. We're constantly publishing things and doing are, things yeah. to lift people up. Uh, we've got a, a fun movement called hashtag find your gratitude. Uh, I post a photo every day of something I'm grateful for. And that simple little act, by the way, is wonderful. And I hope you'll help us create a movement. I think that's probably enough. Don't you? Places uh, that's, that's a, those are some good options right away. Chester, you are awesome. Thank you so much for being part of this with me. Well, you know what, Michael, it's always a pleasure. You know, one of the things that I love about you is that, you know, when I've spoken to you, I feel like I'm the most important person in the room. You always lift my spirits. You have a way about you. I'm so delighted you're doing these podcasts and thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Chester. You got it. Hey, it's Michael here. Two things before you go. The first is a gift. The second is a request. The gift, I want you to go to mbs.works and hunt down the year of living brilliantly. Really, it's some of my best work because it is a 52-week 52 teacher absolutely free video based course where i spend a lot of time curating some of the smartest people i know and saying teach me the best of what you've got if you're looking to really step up to have a year that's just a little bit sweeter a little bit better than the year you've just had that is a terrific resource so please go and check that out absolutely free no obligation nothing required other than for you to sign up and get going on it 
And then for the request, I just want what every podcast host wants, which is a little bit of love. So if you'd consider going to iTunes or Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast platform is and giving the podcast a bit of a rating and a bit of a review, that would be amazing. Thank you.